Our Old Testament reading for today is from the 42nd chapter of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord speaks to the people of Israel through Isaiah. Uh, he demonstrates that he has become angered by them uh, because of their uh, worshiping of false idols. But he also intermixes his judgment with hopes of redemption, that he will not forget them and that he will make them see the truth that is hid. For a long time I have held my peace. I have kept still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will gasp and pant. I will lay waste mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn the rivers into islands and dry up the pools. And I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know. In paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. They are turned back and utterly put to shame, who trust in carved idols, who say to metal images, you are our gods. Hear, you deaf, and look, you blind, that you may see. Who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Who is blind as my dedicated one, or blind as the servant of the Lord? He sees many things, but does not observe them. His ears are open, but he does not hear. The Lord was pleased for his righteousness' sake to magnify his law and make it glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For our epistle reading, we hear from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, chapter 5. St. Paul lays out for the people of Ephesus and for us that before we knew Christ, we were in darkness. We could not see the truth. But now that we are in Christ, we know the truth. We have seen it. And uh, we also are able to point out the works of darkness as opposed to the works of God, which are light. St. Paul writes, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise as we hear from the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John the Ninth chapter. Jesus heals the man who was born blind. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, 
but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to each and every one of you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I know not everybody feels the same way I do, but I really love and find a great satisfaction from working on puzzles. Ever since I was little, I've liked doing puzzles. And of course, as I've gotten older, the complexity of those puzzles has increased, but the satisfaction of finding the right piece that goes in the right spot just is gratifying. And I think that feeling of putting together a puzzle, the reason it is satisfying to me is because we have an innate desire to take chaotic things and fit them into order. We like it when something doesn't make sense and working it out to make sense. We like it when something is unknown and it becomes known. Think about it as you first open a puzzle, especially maybe a, a large number jigsaw puzzle, it is pure chaos in there, isn't it? The pieces are all over the places, the the, the, some, are, some are face up, some are face down, some are on their side, some are jammed up with other pieces. It doesn't make a lick of sense. But as you study it, as you focus on it, soon that chaos starts to take on order. 
There is a satisfaction to that. And that desire of taking the, the jumbled messes of our lives and trying to orderly order them, it serves us well. We like to problem solve. We like to find orderly solutions to chaotic problems. We want everything to make sense in our head, and we don't like ambiguity, we don't like uncertainty. But sometimes we force people or events to take on this same shape, don't we? We like to put people and things into categories that make sense in our head, things that we don't understand we like to place them into columns and into rows so that we can make sense of them. I want you to imagine for a moment that you're one of Jesus' disciples. And you've been wandering with him or walking with him, I should say, through the, uh, through the Judean countryside. You've, you've witnessed him do miraculous things. He's walked on water. He's calmed storms with his mere words. He has taken a few bits of bread and fish and created a feast for thousands. He's healed people with simply words. You've witnessed all this. And you've seen that he has the power of God. And now is your time to ask him those questions that have plagued you for so long. Now is the time for you to take the chaos of this world and ask the Son of God what is going on. And we see that in our gospel reading for today. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? The disciples, as they see this man born blind, they see the chaos of this world, but they have an opportunity opportunity is they're standing with God himself so they can say, okay, this is chaos, Lord. Why? What's going on? And I'm sure each and every one of you, including your pastor, has had those same questions. We want to make order out of this. And so their thoughts are, you know, obviously we live in a world with a just and loving God. He wouldn't want someone to be born blind, so why? I bet it's because he's bad or his parents are bad. And maybe you've had those same thoughts when something bad has happened to you. Did I deserve this? Did that person over there, did they do something wrong and that's why God is cursing them? Why did my loved one get cancer? Why did they die? Why did I lose my job? Why... Did I lose my relationship? And we look for sense out of this chaos. We look for order. And the disciples have this opportunity. We're going to make order out of this chaos. But Jesus doesn't allow them to stick this situation into a neat little box of saying, well, yeah, this, this guy born blind, he deserves it. He's a bad person. In fact, Jesus offers a third choice that they hadn't thought of. Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. 
We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seen. Jesus doesn't allow them to put the chaos into a neat, clean box of, well, he sinned, and so he deserved it. He actually tells them that the chaos of this world should turn our hearts and our minds toward the only one who can actually bring order in the midst of a world that doesn't make any sense. Because only in our God can we find healing, grace, and forgiveness. He wants us to focus on the one who brings order by taking on chaos. He took on the chaos of our sin and the punishment that we deserve because of it. He doesn't turn us back into ourselves and say, figure it out. Or make sense out of it in your own way. He points to himself. So maybe perhaps every time we face a difficulty, an uncertainty, a chaos, whether that's outside of ourselves, a sickness, a death, a tragedy, or maybe it's inside ourselves, with our own form of chaos as we get frustrated at our desires that seem so wrong, our selfishness, our greed, our lust, our lies, our anger, our rage. That those chaotic aspects of life not turn us back inward and say, let's make sense of this, but turns us towards God, the one who can make order out of chaos, the one who does take our sin and makes us righteous, the one who does take us who are dying and turns us into living. Let us find order not in our abilities, not in our strength, not in our understanding, but in the creator of all things, in the redeemer of all things, in the savior of all things, in our Lord Jesus Christ, that from his cross, by shedding his blood, by taking on our sin, by taking on our punishment, takes the mess of this world and turns it into order and says, no matter what has happened to you, no matter what you have experienced, no matter what your struggle may be, come to me and you will see I have ordered it exactly how you should be and you live with me forever. It doesn't mean that this chaos stops hurting. It doesn't mean that we won't experience that pain. But what it does mean is we stop turning towards our own understanding. We stop turning towards our own sense of order and chaos, but we turn to the cross and we say, I don't understand this world. I don't know why things happen. I don't understand my own heart. 
but you do. Because you're the one who has died for me, who has risen for me, and has promised me a life that I can never attain, a life forever. So instead of trying to put everything into those boxes, let us turn to our Lord and know that everything has been put on the cross and has died with Christ so that we may live with him forever. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.